0: Superman and Lois the New Adventures. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And today we of course are talking about season two episode seven anti-hero.
1: That's right and this one has Superman uh, pleading with General Anderson to investigate Allie Alston and Lois receives some very upsetting news. Meanwhile Lois helps Lana prepare to fight the good fight and lastly Jordan is still irritated
0: with Jonathan for lying to him. Oh that sounds so sad. This was directed by Elizabeth Henstridge. It's her first episode of Superman and Lois. She had previously done one episode of TV, an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she is more known for acting, where uh, she was on a series regular on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was I saw some of season one of that. She was Fitz or Simmons. They referred to them together as Fitzsimmons, and yeah. she was one of those. Um, written by Max Cunningham, that's Max's second episode, and Michael Narducci also wrote, and that's the fifth episode that Narducci has writing credit on. Yeah. So what did you think of this one?
1: Um, this is a continuation in the trend of pretty strong episodes and also the trend of wrapping up plot points faster than I thought they were going to get wrapped up. So it's interesting that that keeps happening, which makes me less and less sure of what the back half of this season is going to entail and what exactly is going to happen. Um, but we'll, I'll, I'm being vague about that, but we'll talk about it more as we get into the plot. But yeah, that I think it wrapped up things, a few things a little faster than I thought they were going to
0: yeah a few big things happened in this episode so I'm not sure how I feel about some of them uh it's always I I say this with every episode but some some more than others like this one I'm curious how it fits in the overall story of the season and of the show um so I'm not really sure I'm not really sure what I think about some of these things in here um but some really cool stuff that I did like uh Lois and Lana stuff was mostly good and uh lots of other little things that we'll get into as we get into the plot now so if you watched the last episode, uh, which I,
1: I hope you did, um, w- it picks right up where the last one ended, where Superman is in jail. So he, he wakes up in prison with Tal Rowe. Uh, General Anderson is, basically has him there, and he's asking Superman where the doppelganger is, and Superman won't tell him, uh, but he does warn him about Ali Alston, which this is a good point to bring it up, where maybe some of the things that happened in this episode, obviously Anderson is completely in the wrong and goes way off the rails, but it does. It is interesting that maybe some of these things could have been avoided if Superman had been a little more up, up front with some information and tried to rope him in. And I think John Henry even tried to convince Superman to do that. Um, so it's not entirely his fault, but he probably could have done some things to avoid some of the events of this episode.
0: Yeah. Anderson, we know now, is probably not someone trustworthy mm-hmm. and a little unhinged, but Superman didn't have any reason to believe that necessarily earlier in the season. So maybe uh, we've talked before, a lot of things going bad is Superman's fault. And if he had, he probably should have either found a way to work closer with the DoD or not work with them at all. And I think a lot of problems could have been avoided. And and said he did this in between thing where he share some information when it was convenient and and avoid it when it's not. Especially because he he needs stuff from the DoD. And so
1: he's just asking them to just give it to him. Just trust him and not including them on
0: anything. So that doesn't seem like the best strategy to get what you want. Yeah. Anderson is nuts. And yeah, that that becomes (laughs) more apparent throughout this episode. But Superman doesn't look great with with what he's done, how he's worked with the DoD this season and but it's needed to set anderson up as as the villain which
1: we can we can talk more about that later about how we feel about that um it's kind of i don't know i wasn't sure they were going to go that way and i'm not uh, entirely sold on it Uh, but we'll see uh moving on sam tells lois about what's going on about clark being in prison and he wants to see what he can do with his contacts at the the dod so it looks like he's going to be more and more involved maybe um i I do wonder if he's going. What sort of role he's going to be filling moving forward if Anderson is out? I'm assuming they're bringing General Hardcastle in to kind of fill that role for now. Uh, and then Lois tells the boys that they just need to figure out whatever is going on between the two of them. She doesn't know what's up yet, but they are obviously upset at each other. Well, Jordan's upset at Jonathan at least.
0: She will. She will find out soon. Uh, right. Uh, Lana and Sarah are, are then boxing up Kyle's stuff. I guess we could talk about this whole the the Lang Cushing of it all right now. Um, I've generally been positive about this storyline. We could, I know some people aren't as high on it and I I see a lot of negative stuff. When I see negative stuff about the show, this is, is what it is. Maybe how much time the Cushing's are getting. And I certainly understand that and would love more time with, with Lois and Clark. But, um, I thought this episode in particular, it was more jarring. Didn't fit quite as well because we were dealing with Superman in Superman. (laughs) Arrested, imprisoned, charged with treason in a cell locked away and like high stakes, really intense stuff going on and cutting to Lana calmly boxing up Kyle's stuff. I thought all of that, I thought all of the, all of the Lang Cushing stuff worked really well for the most part, but it just was jarring in this particular episode when the stakes seem so everything seems so important with, with Superman. That that seems like a big deal. And then cut to the really small moments. I thought it was maybe not as cohesive as normal.
1: Yeah. And It's always a balancing act, and they're generally really good about kind of balancing the high stakes of Superman with the, I don't know if you want to say lower stakes, but at least less supernatural and less bombastic stakes of the Cushing family and some of the more family matters. And a lot of times the stories will interweave with each other and kind of bounce off of each other. But yeah, this episode more than others, I I agree with you. It's a little bit jarring going from the Superman stuff to the Cushing stuff just because they're not super... Related. um It is nice later where it, the stories a bit overlap with Lois and the boys, and you know, figuring out about Jonathan's drug use, and then Lois showing up at Lana's, and they they had some nice moments together, giving each other parenting advice and life advice. Um, those worked well, but yeah, overall, it in this episode, it it really kind of stood out.
0: Yeah, the Lois and Lana stuff was my favorite stuff mm-hmm. of this episode easily. Uh, just two parents who have been through some, whose kids have been through some stuff and trying to figure that out and just being there for each other, trying to help each other. That was my favorite stuff by far of this episode. And um, it's cool to see them. We haven't seen Lois and Lana have many scenes lately. So it's always good to, to check back in and see their friendship develop a little bit and um, that they now feel like they can turn to each other when it's needed. But yeah, it the one little moment that really makes
1: it, it all stand out is when Lois is at Lana's talking to her and Lana's like, what is, what does Clark think about all this? And Lois is like, Oh, he doesn't know yet. You know, he's (laughs) he's just out of town for the day or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: way out on the farm. Yeah. And, uh, I I yelled out to him self for cell service isn't very good. Right. (laughs) So he he doesn't get that. Yeah. But yeah, Lois and and Lana stuff was good. What do you think about the mayor stuff? Lana's, Lana's reigniting her mayoral campaign
1: yeah i was wondering when this story was going to come back because they obviously have been very focused on the the drama between her and kyle and all of that and the quinceanera and everything um but you almost forget that lana is running for mayor right now so it was nice to see at least that progressed a little bit, and it, it seems like her showing up at the event he was having and kind of calling him out, it seems to have worked for her. At least the people there were maybe second-guessing their decision to to vote for Mayor Dean, so um, I'm glad that they're kind of coming back to that. It it seems like a shoe in that Lana is going to win, but I, I don't know what is going to come up that maybe makes that not
0: happen. Yeah, I, I think this will... I, there's nothing in the show to suggest this so far, but I think somehow it's going to tie into the bigger stuff. I think Perhaps Mayor Dean is a connection with the XK because mm-hmm. uh, we still don't know the main supplier to Candace's dad, right? Yeah. I don't think Candace's dad is running the operation considering it hasn't even gotten the, a, given a name yet. So uh, I don't know if Mayor Dean has some ties to that or what. And then Lana becoming mayor is going to be important, all of that. But I assume that that, that is going somewhere. Uh, and then we also got some Sarah having dealing with dad calling she tries to turn to Jordan but she doesn't think he can really relate and so she she calls in Aubrey her friend from camp
1: yeah her her friend, friend who she kissed, kissed at camp. yeah
0: I don't know if she ever had a crush or anything but they kissed yeah right
1: yeah uh this is very pretty obviously like setting up drama and I think Jordan's gonna be upset that she kind of went behind his back and didn't didn't feel like she could relate to him and instead went to the person that kissed at camp and made a big deal of at the beginning of the season i don't see this ending super well it also seems like maybe she does still have some feelings for her just by the way that she was acting and it's weird to like be talking about this because this these are like the teen drama stuff and kind of reading (laughs) into the looks of a 15 year old is not exactly what i was expecting from this show um yeah i don't know
0: I I don't see this ending well for sure. Uh well they they reach for the check at the same time. That's a clear sign yeah. of <laughs> romantic interest on TV. Um yeah. I I don't have much to add to that. It was cool. I'm glad that Sarah did reach out to Kyle at the end of the episode though because yeah. He's mostly been a good dad. He has been absent uh sometimes. Hasn't always been 100% reliable, but I don't think he has he obviously cares a lot about Sarah and, and wants to. He needs her and, and she needs him, it seems like. Yeah. You know,
1: the the drama side of maybe me wanting them to focus on other things, the advice that people are giving in this show and kind of the way that they're handling um, the events that are happening to them, I think are actually pretty good life advice. Um, so it's it's nice to see that it's it's not really relying on tropes or cliches and stuff. I, you know, uh, I think they I don't know. I think it's written really well and I think they're they're handling it pretty well
0: mostly i mostly agree with you there some lois and clark stuff this episode i'm not so sure i I would agree with you there on their actions um but we'll get into that in a
1: bit i I was more talking about the just the right yeah Yeah, definitely um
0: yeah let's uh let's go ahead and move on so
1: jonathan gets in trouble at school because uh candace is trying to give him a whole bunch of xk and he turns it down so he really is serious about not wanting to take it anymore it seems like um but the police have shown up to do a, a drug search, and Jonathan gets busted. So Lois, obviously, is pretty upset about that. Um, she, The very first thing we do is she gets a call, and she says he was caught with what? And so that that's a sign of things to come, that she's not going to be very happy. Uh, but back at prison, Superman is being talked at by Tal, basically. And Superman responds and says, the real punishment is having to listen to you, which I thought was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, uh, a nice little petty comment by Tal, and, and I kind of agree with yeah. with Superman there.
1: <laughs> uh, but Anderson comes back and Superman won't cooperate, so Anderson turns to Tal and wants info from him, so he starts torturing him with a kryptonite pain collar. So Anderson is basically, he has gone full bad in this episode. Nothing is off the table. He is just straight up torturing people for information.
0: Yeah, it it's a... Uh, maybe. Uh, there are definitely signs, so I'm not saying this is poorly done at all, but it really escalates. In this yes. episode. Um and there yeah. Any information he gets, he jumps to some random conclusions mm-hmm. and it becomes very oh my gosh, all these conspiracy it's he he puts stuff together in ways that are not very logical and seems to really believe them. Yeah.
1: There there's one particular moment that sticks out really bad with that that we'll we'll get to later in the episode, but yes, he he's doing some olympic level long jumping to conclusions in this episode. Um so Lois, she's found out about the drug, so she confronts Jonathan about it. She thinks that he's selling drugs because he's had so much about it uh, or so much of it. Um, we find out that the sheriff isn't pressing charges because XK is so new that it's technically
0: not illegal.
1: Um, <laughs> that's I, just, I don't know. There's
0: nothing in that's the rule how book. Works. Right. There's nothing in a rule book that says a dog can't play basketball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <laughs> drugs are guessly are
1: air rules that is what I learned from this episode. Um but yeah, Jonathan is is not gonna tell Lois who the drugs actually belong to. He wants to protect uh somebody and Lois is
0: not super happy about that. No. Um yeah. Wild that they he's not pressing charges, but there's the threat of expulsion. Yeah. Uh, and it does I wonder I guess the world at large does know about XK mm-hmm. um and not just a few people in Smallville. So uh, there's a lot to to process here. I'm I'm not sure we don't we get all the answers. Um, but yeah, Jonathan really protecting Candace, which is noble and maybe stupid. Right. Um, but we we've been hard on John for taking the XK and just turning to that real quick. But I think Lois and Clark are way harder than anybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> would think in this episode or their reaction is really strong. Uh, and Lois obviously doesn't take it well, and it's scary. And there's a there's a lot to to process for everyone involved, but she's mad and and she's snapping it at Jordan who hasn't done anything. And Jordan kind of cool, kind of chill with it. Right. Um, this episode, but you can see the pain on uh, on Lois's face, on John's face, um, throughout this episode. Yeah, Lois even at you know right after that she says to
1: Jonathan like, "Who are you?" and then says that doesn't wait for an answer and says she's had enough disappointment for one day and tells he and Jordan to both go up to. The- yeah, she is being very harsh. I mean, she is she's pretty angry and, you know, justifiably angry. But like you said, her her reaction is very intense to to Jonathan, who is obviously um, suffering um, and in pain. So it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I would have handled it in real life, because this is obviously very a very big shock at a very bad time. Because Clark is has been taken away and charged with treason. So, yeah, it's it's a bad situation. Uh, so Superman gives in to Anderson as Tal is being tortured um, and tells him the coordinates, but it uh, turns out they were the coordinates to the Arctic fortress. he did, he sure did live, or not live, lie. Um, but Tal, he, we cut to commercial, we come back, and Tal is telling Superman that he could use some of his secrets against him to get out of prison, and they start fighting. Um, and while they're fighting, Anderson sees the helmet um, from the doppelganger at the Arctic fortress, and this is the the really big jumping to a conclusion that I was talking about earlier and he basically just in a couple sentences lays out like, oh, well, if that's there, then obviously Superman is working with him and he figured out some way to warn him. And he's been lying to me the whole time. And he's actually the worst thing that has ever happened on the planet. And that, was, that seemed like a, a bit of a leap, uh, especially because this guy has studied Superman more than anybody else and he thinks that's who superman is and he's willing to like give up on superman that fast i don't know they they've been planting the seeds on for this for a while but this even this like seemed like they had to this seemed a bit rushed in a big a bit of a big jump for this character
0: it did um but i think it i think the groundwork is there for for that to happen Anderson. this is this is crazy i would say oh man he must have just been there but left Uh, right (laughs) uh, and then or did Superman lie and he was there, but left or something like that. But yeah, he jumps to some wild conclusions there. And I think it's pretty obvious that he's
1: becoming. Mm-hmm. More and, more. and we do, we see later he is, he's taking lots and lots of XK. And I wonder if he has been taking, taking it for a while. And if there are side effects um, that maybe cloud, your judgment or change your attitude. I, I don't know if we'll get into that. I, it doesn't seem like we will. It just seems like we're just going to accept that he has made these conclusions and, is maybe not the best guy to start with.
0: Yeah. See, we're still not clear on so much about XK. Um, We don't know if there's any negative side effects. Um, I mean, obviously there was with the Smallville people last year, but how much of that was the eradication process versus actually XK related? Um, So we're not sure on that. Apparently it just makes you feel like Superman, and it's not illegal, although if you're selling it, you could get kicked out of school. That seems to be the only downside we know so far about XK. Right.
1: Uh, but Superman and Tal are still fighting. So the soldiers step in to break up the fight while Anderson is looking at all the stuff at the, the fortress. um, Superman seems to have been knocked out by Tal and they, they go to check to see if he's breathing and Tal's like, oh, he's Superman. He's probably fine. Um, But maybe they were faking it. We do not get to see the conversation that happened while we were watching commercials. So I took it as they were. They planned all of this and were faking it in order to break out. But it also seems like maybe Superman wasn't sure that this was actually going to happen and maybe just took advantage of the the real fight that broke out
0: yeah i didn't think it was planned at all other than tal later does say i played my part but i think that just means i helped when the opportunity arose. we helped broke out so this this seemed to me like uh the fight was an actual fight and then yeah. they kind of lucked out that the soldiers didn't really have a great plan there um so i don't know but that I, I think it was believable, and it—I took it as, man, this Superman's got some real anger issues. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, just bringing up his family, and he's got his throats around his hand, the hand around his hands around the throat of a powerless man. Um, That's the way I took it. Uh, He's he's got some real anger issues, and something later in the episode made me think that also. Um, Yeah. So I don't know if his family is threatened, he will do whatever. You know, it's (laughs) episode seven last season when he was standing over a defenseless John Henry. Yeah. Right. Uh, looking like he's ready to punch his head off um, even though he's he's powerless so I'm that's the way I took it Um, I don't it didn't seem like it was a planned thing planned escape at all and also the security is not really great if it just takes one shot to right take on everything but you got to get them out somehow
1: yeah but they they do get out and I I think I think you're right I I think they weren't faking it maybe Tal would have wanted to do it that way but I I think this wasn't a legitimate fight in because you know tal is threatening to reveal everything about clark and all of his secrets and i don't think that was him lying i think that's something tal would actually do yeah um but they get out anderson goes and gets all his kryptonite weapons from project 7734 um he's going to go take down superman by any means necessary and tal and superman go to the badlands fortress and uh bizarro is there and so tal gets to to meet him for the first time which I guess Bizarro has just been kneeling there for, I don't know how many days it's been since he got there, but <laughs> they they must have food and facilities and whatnot, but, or maybe he doesn't need it, but just been kind of chilling at the, the fortress for a while. Uh, but regardless of all that, Bizarro says that on his world, he and Tao were, you know, as close as brothers until Tao's wife tried to kill him. And very obviously, we don't get to f- figure out who that is, where, even though Tao keeps asking who his wife was on the planet in kind of funny ways, but we don't actually get to figure it out.
0: Which means it's probably someone we know, but yeah. my guess would be Inverse Lana. Yeah, um, was she? She was. She had powers. Her the symbol on her chest was that Tal Rose. I didn't. I didn't compare directly one to one, but I think it was. Yeah, when she attacked Inverse Superman. I'm calling them Inverse because that's what the the show calls them.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it does really make me think that we're we're going to end up going to the inverse world and seeing all of this or getting more flashbacks or anything because they've been they've been planting seeds of a lot of details that haven't paid off yet about that world so i think we're going to get to spend some more time there uh but then we get to see lois coming home and she sees jordan on the porch he apologizes. he says he doesn't think that jonathan is selling drugs but you know jordan is still in trouble lois is still mad at him and this is this is after the the talk that we that she and lana had earlier about like maybe just listening to Jonathan. Um, so she's going to go put that into practice.
0: I think, I think Jordan getting punished for Jonathan is, uh, payback for John having to run for not putting Jordan on the football team last year.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, if, to... <laughs> if there's ever been an episode where I wanted to see coach Gaines, <laughs> this was it. He, both of his starting quarterbacks are busted for XK. What is his, what is he going to do? How will he respond?
1: He, uh, maybe
0: he's going to pretend
1: to be a high school aged kid and just go out and do it himself. He could do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I was hoping I was hoping the episode would be extended or more extended with some coach gains in this situation.
1: Uh, but Lois uh, goes up to Jonathan's room to talk to him. And she kind of just listens this time where, um, lets him explain why he took the XK and he wanted to, he wanted to be great at something. Everybody else in the family is great at something. And he felt like he was missing out. Uh, but he does say that he would never sell drugs. Uh, but regardless of that, the school is going to expel Jonathan unless he tells them who he got the drugs from. But he he says he doesn't. He can't do that because he can't ruin somebody else's life. Which, like you said, is you know, is nice of him. Um, but at the same time, kind of dumb. He's ruining his life. Uh, but back at the fortress, a missile hits and Anderson comes in. And I think the missile also had some kryptonite gas that comes out of it because Tal and Um, Superman are both kind of incapacitated by it Uh, but we see Anderson puffing on some XK and he's going to take a lot of that stuff in the next few minutes Um, and he uses heat vision on so he has completely flipped and now he has powers and Anderson is the bad guy
0: well from a certain point of view right uh yeah yeah he's he's nuts he seems to enjoy those powers yeah and is pretty experienced with them so,
1: uh, the big fight ensues. Anderson tries to shoot Bizarro, but the force field stops it. So he fights with Superman and Tal instead and tries to sh- shoot Superman, which looked like he was just going to straight up murder him. Um, but Tal jumps in the way and takes the bullets instead. Uh, but Laura lets Bizarro go and says, help my son, help my sons. Um, so Anderson and Bizarro start fighting. Well, inverse Superman, whatever the, the doppelganger, um, Anderson tries to shoot him with kryptonite, which makes him stronger because he's the opposite, um, he, he's pretty fast on figuring that out and starts yeah. using the, the XK inhalers on him instead of just and smashing them on his head and inhaling it himself and just getting more and more strong.
0: Yeah, so we've got Superman trying to save Tao, removing mm-hmm. the Kryptonite Fragments, and then he has to take him to the Sunlight to fully heal. Meanwhile, Anderson is enjoying, maybe not enjoying, uh, but going ahead and, and beating up Bizarro. Like you said, I guess, what'd you think of this whole action scene? Uh, it's
1: It was a really tough position to put Clark in, where kind of having to choose between saving Tal or Bizarro. I thought for a second that Tal died as well, and I thought, you know, they had both died. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know. It was not great to see Anderson, like, slowly choke the Doppelganger to death. That was not fun to watch. Um, and also, I don't know. I'm a little upset that he's dead already. I was hoping to get more from him other than just standing in a force field in the fortress for a few episodes i was hoping to see him more in action hoping to see him work with this planet's cow um so yeah i don't know i i did not feel great at the end of this which i don't think you're supposed to feel great um but i'm not super happy with the direction it was
0: well yeah and this was a whole gut punch of an episode all yeah. around uh some really somber stuff some dark stuff I don't know if the bizarro inverse Superman whatever is uh, gone for good you know I don't. science fiction who knows yeah. with pendants, with whatever's going on I don't know if it if it if it is the end of him I'd say that's a little anticlimactic for his character but I guess he did serve his purpose in killing a bunch of people giving Superman someone to fight for a few episodes and, and then giving some exposition that Ali is bad uh, so I'm not sure uh, I guess we'll have to judge that later yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty intense way for Anderson to kill Bizarro. So yeah, there's uh, I don't
1: think there's any going back for Anderson at this point. Uh, he is he's pretty bad. Yeah, um, and but then,
0: I, I'm not sure how I feel about all the the Cal and Tal stuff. So, you know, Tal actually does dive for for the bullets. Mm-hmm. Cal goes to save him. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, um, Tal. I will say I'm not sure how I felt about Tal in this episode. I will say he's probably the only character this season with a a sense of humor. Yes, seems like he seems he seems to be enjoying whatever he's doing in prison or whatever, or at least trying to make a, a good time of it. So uh, there's that. And Chrissy, Chrissy gave a lot of the comic relief in season one, but season two she's she's gone pretty serious. So Tal is the only one will crack some jokes.
1: Yeah, and it's sometimes it lands, um, sometimes it's it's not very funny. But yeah, it's it would be nice to have some other levity. Um, but I understand we're this is kind of the arc that these seasons follow, like. This is kind of the darkest point, I think. And then maybe there'll be some little more hope after this. Yeah, definitely
0: not all of Tal's humor hit for me.
1: Um, but after all this, Superman takes Tal back to prison. Um, I guess he, he trusts the rest of the DoD. Anderson must have just been a fluke, and nobody else there is too
0: bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he just dropped. I was surprised. I, I assumed Superman would still be in prison, like, right. that they would let him go. Or I, I, That was a little surprising for me. Everything seemed back to normal one episode later
1: but superman says he's going to go find anderson um and thanks tal for saving his life and tal says to you know tell your son that i'm sorry and clark very nicely says maybe one day you can tell him so it it seems like that relationship is on the mend for uh, at least now and maybe maybe there will be a redemption for tal which honestly i wouldn't be too opposed to um he i think he would make a very interesting good almost good person <laughs> bad almost person. good person
0: yes yeah he's kind of he's becoming and and Todd Helping has said this, but he's mentioned the Thor-Loki relationship. Yeah. It's obviously, and you see the, the similarities there from what I know of those.
1: And the, I mean, the, it is kind of like a little bit on the nose. The title of this episode is literally anti-hero, which is kind of the role that they're mm-hmm. <laughs> pushing Tal into.
0: Well, you could, you could say that applies to a lot of things. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I, I thought of Tal also. Yeah.
1: So uh, apparently there is a warrant out for Anderson and the DoD does not okay with what he did. And he is wanted for... Uh, they went to arrest him. Uh, but Clark gets to come home. It's It was nice to see him come home and have a very brief moment with Lois, but that doesn't last long because, obviously, things are not going well in the uh, Kent household right now.
0: Yeah, so Clark gets caught up to up to date and then goes to see John. What would you think of that? He was... Uh, I understand that Clark had had a very... Not
1: a great couple of days, or however long it's been, um, but he, is, he has gotten no patience for jonathan or anything that he has to say and he is once again pretty harsh on him and It it is a little interesting like both he and lois don't really seem to comment on or even like ask or realize like that maybe jonathan has been in the shadow so much that like why would he do something like why would he take this you know what is there something wrong and like they have zero sympathy i think is the word i'm looking for for The way that Jonathan was feeling, which seems kind of understandable being in this family of, you know, being, quote unquote, the one normal person who doesn't have special powers or like any special skills or anything like that. So it was was a little tough to see Clark be this mad at
0: Jonathan with with no undercurrent of sympathy at all. That was really tough to watch um, that scene between the two of them for a lot of reasons. And I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Uh, We know John did something bad. Lois and Clark know John did something bad. John knows John did something bad. But that uh, was really intense, um, the way they handled it. And like you said, the sympathy, nobody asks. Well, I don't know if Lois did. But Clark certainly doesn't go in there and ask, first off, are you okay? How are you doing? Doesn't seem to care, doesn't ask anything about that. And that was really disappointing before he just lights into him. And I think it looks particularly bad because Lois kind of did that earlier. But then she had the talk with Lana. She tried a new approach, and it seems like her and John had a really good talk. Now he didn't reveal Candace to anyone, so they're still upset about that. But wow, um, that's really intense. Some of the stuff I, I liked that Clark did. You know, we're gonna you're gonna apologize. You have to own what you did and, and apologize to the coaches and the team and all of that, and, and do all that. But wow, that was uh, that was tough to watch. Um, and John obviously made a huge mistake, but he has had problem after problem since the first episode of the show and nobody's really checked in with him on the regular to see what he's going through so i wonder if he is being pushed right now to think you know what uh maybe lucy has some good points and maybe ali has some good points and that is the way john is going
1: yeah i i really hope that this doesn't push jonathan to like a darker path or anything um he, i mean he's at least for right now he seems extremely upset and repentant and, um, remorseful about what he's done. Um, hopefully that doesn't turn into anger or turn into him, like turning on his family.
0: I, I don't really see that happening. And if it does happen, I would be pretty upset by that. Yeah. Jordan Elsass did a great job of showing John's pain, uh, uh, in this episode. So, um, you could see how, how remorseful he was, like you said. So yeah, that was, that was tough to watch. That's kind of <laughs> my own, my own thought there. Yeah. Um, and of course, Anderson showing up to to Allie with the other pendant. Yes. That, that's going to end well, right?
1: Right. And <laughs> I, you know, the way that she looks at that, and this, this is the way that changed the worlds, plural. Um, it seems like Anderson doesn't know what he just got himself into, and maybe he's going to end up regretting his decision. Um, but at this point, with the logical leaps that he's been making and just utter disregard for doing the right thing, I it kind of seems like maybe he is going to be okay with helping Allie do some bad stuff. Yeah,
0: so you think there's a chance Anderson still comes around and and maybe he works with Superman after he after he realizes what a horrible mistake he's made?
1: Maybe. I I could I could really see it going either way and I'm not sure which which way. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so that's pretty much the episode. I guess my only other notes I had, we got the return of Chuck. I thought that was really cool. We always point to the background characters and Mayor Dean called him Chuck at that that final scene toward the end there. Chuck is the guy who was calling out Lana. In the diner earlier in the season about her campaign yeah. <laughs> and about how much she screwed up so i thought that was cool to see him back and i think there was a couple other uh couple other familiar faces in there i thought that was neat and of course juliette amara as aubrey uh just the one scene i think but i'm guessing we'll see more of her in the future even though she lives two hours away yeah and i i don't know what she must be old enough to drive
1: herself and have a car or something so i maybe she just has a lot of free time maybe she has a part-time job and so she can take some time off to to drive there but yeah that's that's a pretty big commitment for, commitment for her
0: Four-hour round trip yeah.
1: yeah uh the only other i think all the other questions kind of came up naturally as we were going through the episode but the the one other thing i just wanted to know is maybe sam is going to be more active at the dod i think he is i don't think so um but he obviously still has ties there and now there's kind of a a hole that there needs to be leadership. Like there's a va- power vacuum there. It seems like Hardcastle is going to take that spot, but maybe maybe Sam will be there temporarily. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I I don't know if he'll return to duty or if he'll just be stepping in temporarily. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: because I don't know how much Hardcastle is familiar with Superman, and they need someone there who knows a lot about him.
0: Right. Good points. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll be discussing the next episode preview, the teaser, and everything uh, starting. Now, Uh, I didn't catch really any Easter eggs or comic book stuff uh, watching this, other than characters who have already been around before. I didn't catch anything new that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, We've got a preview of the next episode, which is going to be two weeks from now. It's Into Oblivion, so one week off, and for whatever reason, and then it returns March 22nd with Season 2, Episode 8, Into Oblivion.
1: So we have a brief little teaser. Um, It looks like they're trying to get into the inverse world. So again, my idea from earlier that I think we're going to see a lot, lot more of the inverse world seems to hold up. Uh, I think we're probably will get into the inverse world um, and see stuff. And we see Chrissy kind of maybe remembering what it was like there. Um, And Natalie is back. She, I don't see John Henry, um, but if she's back, I'm assuming John Henry's back as well. Um, It could potentially be a flashback of Natalie because it looks like it's her traveling in a A spaceship to maybe get off of her world onto this world
0: right yeah that's what i guessed maybe when she crashes at the Kent farm maybe we get a flashback to that um yeah and they're i don't know if they're going to the i guess we call it inverse world because bizarre world is too comic booky yeah um but it looks like they're trying to go there or maybe the worlds are going to merge with pendants, or who knows what's going to happen there all right that's all we've got for now thanks for listening and we'll be back with that episode